0: Great form by you hitting play on this podcast. Now, check out Same Racer, the brand-new racing app for Same Race multi-tips. Same Racer. Download from the App Store and Google Play. Powered by Bluebet. Campbell Responsible, equal 1-800-858-858. Welcome back to Sporting Goss on this Thursday. Pretty chilly start to the day, but things are certainly hotting up in the NBL. Three teams are through to the playoffs, of course, and we are talking about uh, the Wildcats being in that. And they've still got one game to go, of course, and they've got still to play Melbourne tomorrow night. Of course, Melbourne United come to town to RAC Arena. But the whole league and fourth spot is still up for grabs. And one man who's across it, of course, is the NBL's finest, and that is Corey Homicide-Williams, and he's been kind enough to join us. Well, we're down to three that have made the finals great, man. But that fourth spot, who knows over the next three or four games?
1: And that's, first of all, thanks for having me on, TG. I hope you're well out there. Always,
0: always great to have you on. You are a legend.
1: Man, thank you, man. But um, this, the way it's all unfolding is nothing new with the NBL in the past few years. Over the past few years, it's always come down to the final game and the final round Mm. in the NBL. So it's great for the league because of the level of unpredictability for that fourth spot. There's three teams that legit could get it. Southeast Melbourne Phoenix are just pissing away their opportunities with these <laughs> piss-poor performance. let's be honest, right? Yeah. Then you have Brisbane Bullets that always wait till the end <laughs> to rally. They keep us all on our, the edges of our seats because they too can make the top four. Then you have Sydney Kings that's still in the mix. So it's, it just sets it up. For an interesting round, and it you know just so happens to be the final round of NBL Twenty One.
0: It certainly does. So if you were to, to to lay all the cards on the table and form on form, game on game, where the games are being played, percentages, put your put your proverbials on the line, great man. Who do you think can make it? I know you. I know it's difficult, but if you had to crystal ball it, who would it be?
1: To be honest with you, I still believe the Phoenix have figure it out. I just believe that because I believe in the leadership of Kiefer Sykes and he had a bad game. Mm-hmm. He had a really bad game. I think he was like one for 10 or something like that. I, I cut it off. It just, <laughs> I just couldn't believe like they would come out and lay another egg after losing an opportunity to seal their fate against Cairns a week ago. Mm-hmm. They drop another egg. And <laughs> I know the leader that he is and he will take it personal. He didn't come to play. And I believe that he'll get it right in these next two games, their last two games. They play New Zealand in New Zealand, Mm -hmm. and then they go and play Brisbane again. So I I, I honestly believe they'll get it right.
0: Going to be a high-stakes couple of games. Let's turn our attention to the game tomorrow night at RAC Arena, and it is Melbourne United who are up against the Perth Wildcats. What's there to achieve for these two teams, um, knowing full well that they've already locked away their spot?
1: I mean, you just still want to go into, regardless of... Locking your your one in two spots up. You want to continue to play good basketball. Perth Wildcats is dominant as they've been this year. One of the main reasons they've been this dominant, Mm. he's not in the mix anymore, which is obviously the great one. Mm. Bryce Cotton. Now, the question for me is, who is going to be able to create off the dribble for themselves In the clutch, as well as others, nobody ever be Bryce Cotton. We know this. However, that's where you're lacking at the moment. No one saw this coming. Very unfortunate. I had Perth Wildcats to win it. You know, you play different, I talk different. In the beginning, I did not know who the hell was going to replace Nick Kay. I thought he was irreplaceable. Two-time, first-team All-NBL power forward two-time champion. John Mooney came in and has been exceptional. He has exceeded expectations. And that right there changed everything. I didn't know what would happen with no Tariqo White. Todd Blanchfield has come in and had an, and has had an exceptional season, the best season of his career. I didn't see that coming. Let's face it, he has been inconsistent over the past few years. So I didn't know if he would be able to come in and play at the standard of what Trevor Gleason demands wearing that Perth Wildcat uniform. And no Damian Martin. I did not think Mitch Norton would be able to consistently bring it. He has exceeded expectations. So you filled all the question marks that everybody had. Outside of the Red Army, of course, but it has been—it's been great to, to see. But listen, it is—it's just not going to happen without Bryce Cotton. That's—that's it, it, that's as clutch as you get, and there's nobody to fill that void, mm-hmm. even with the addition of Will Magney. So it's going to be extremely tough um, for you guys to win it.
0: No doubt about that, and I posted this some time ago on socials and said, what is the plan B if the Mooney-Cotton combo doesn't work and now we see doesn't isn't around down the stretch in this time? Um, you talked about all those pieces that have come in and replaced others, but there is that one big piece, isn't it? It is the Bryce-Cotton piece, and you look at their list and you go, well... There's actually no one. There's actually no one. Steindl needs to have 30. But he had 25 a couple of weeks ago at home, and they're up by almost double digits, and they still lost. That's, yeah. the, that's the concern for me, is even him hitting the scoreboard um, almost a career high, 25, but still not getting the win at home, when in front with the foot on the throat. Um, they just don't have anyone to replace Bryce Cotton. I mean, it is, it is as plain as the nose on your face.
1: Yeah, yeah, and um, the thing is, it's happened so late in the season. Yeah. You haven't even had an opportunity to go get another import. Yeah. You know, it happened so late. You know, and a lot of times, you know, it's even if a player isn't injured and you want to replace a player, you 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 rather do it. You know, maybe ten games left. You know, you make a, repl- a last minute replacement like. Perth usually do. You get seven games under your belt, you qualify for finals, and then you adjust and go from there. But, uh, you know, injuries are part of the game. It's very unfortunate Mm. that um, this occurred and happened this late.
0: It is. So does that mean that uh, Melbourne's finest, uh, and of course we are talking about Melbourne United, are they simply now in the box seat to win the whole shooting match or are Illawarra still good enough?
1: They are in a box seat. They are in the box seat. Illawarra, they're not deep enough. They aren't experienced enough. And they don't have the firepower to match at both ends. He's done a good job with them. He's done a good job with them, hasn't he? You know, let's talk about that, right? Now, I posted some stuff this week. I think I started last week. And by far, the great one, Bryce Cotton, is the MVP of the league. Mm -hmm. However, he's so great we have – he's hes going to fall victim to being that great. That's the standard we hold great people to, and he's held the standard, right? Mm. So if that's normal, what we see by Cotton, he's going to get the LeBron treatment, right? I don't care if you're the best for the last 10 years. Do you think you're going to get MVP of the league every year? Where have you seen that happen? Mm. You just don't because that's just the standard. That's who you are. Mm. So if – and I'm not saying it's going to happen, but if at some point it's he's going to be held to the LeBron standard, there's a chance he may not win MVP. That's just what I'm saying. He's that great. We know it. Yep. Yep. So who would be next, right? My top four is him. No, no specific order. Him, Mooney. Mooney's been exceptional. Mm. He really has. Mm. Jock Landale, Tyler Harvey. Now, if you look at all of those guys, everybody has a squad, a, a crew, mm. except Tyler Harvey. Look at Tyler Harvey's team, okay? <laughs> Dengadel got waived, did not come to the party this year. Cam Beristow, injured, played maybe half the season, if that. Sam, A Fro- young, talented Sam Frawling, who what, what, this is his second year in the league, mm. right? He, he came off injury last year. The rest of the team is young and inexperienced. Mm. The next star, Justinian Jessup, hot and cold. You don't know what you're going to get. That's a rookie, fair enough. Justin Simon, just playing defense. That man has carried that team all year and been consistent. There's no way on paper they're supposed to be in the top four. (laughs) They went down to New Zealand, 30, five assists, five steals, eight rebounds. They get the win in New Zealand in a must win. Then they play against Perth the other day. We saw what happened. That's why I'm simply saying a team, and not to mention, they took Tim Conrad, who was assistant coach, and suited him up. I'm trying to tell you <laughs> the type of team that he had. You understand what yeah, I'm saying? Yeah, no, How I get you. How do you get that team in the top four? Yeah. You got so to well. coach, well. <laughs> coach him well. You got to coach him well. You got to coach him well. They got – and if, that, if we're talking that, could Gorgian be coach of the year? Mm-hmm. This is the most – I don't know Brian Gorgian's record prior to me playing in this league, but I know it's 22 consecutive seasons he's gotten to the finals, right? Yeah. They made the team last minute that team got put together. How I think this is the most he's probably ever had to coach. <laughs> yeah, no doubt. And on top of it, this is the best the league's ever been, the standard. And he finds a way to get that team, that team that I just named in the top four you got to be considered culture of the year as well. No
0: doubt. Hey, can we just turn our attention just too quickly to Shane Heal, who also is involved in the commentary of the NBL as well. And we're just talking about his daughter, Shiloh, who I saw on social media that she was heading out to the States. He was that excited. Off she went to try herself in the WNBA. And I saw a tweet, tough break for Shiloh, was traded and waived today. Two practice sessions, 20-odd minutes a game. The team lost five straight at home, so they cut two first-round picks. Great experience. It'll make it even tougher for her. Then he's responded... Uh, with another tweet, being cut at the airport before boarding for the road trip is character building. I love her resilience. Being 19 and now sitting in an apartment alone in Chicago is tough. Lots of people go through more difficult times in life. We appreciate the sport. I cannot believe the treatment of a teenager in a faraway place uh, during a WNBA season. Is this normal?
1: Honestly, I, I didn't think you cut a player at in the WNBA at the airport. Mm. That's not usually how things go at the highest professional level of any sport. It's very unfortunate how it was handled. You know, this is something where I feel like you have a conversation with her, you bring in the office. You know what I mean? The GM sits with her and explains the situation. So I believe that was poorly handled. Can she make it? Of course she can make it. You can't be a number eight pick in the WNBA draft if you if you can't if you couldn't play and couldn't make it. So um, in a situation like that, there might be a team that picks her up. Because if you, if you were at number eight, there were other teams involved that would be involved and in, in, interested in your services. So sure, sure. hopefully she gets picked up while she's there.
0: Very tough time for her and the family. Hey, mate, love our chats. So Wildcats uh, and United tomorrow night. Um, give me some love for the Perth team. Can they win without Bryce Cotton, albeit it is at home?
1: They can win, but I think that Melbourne United... They want to go down there and uh, go go out west and really let that team know mm, mm. we're winning this championship.
0: Golding will have a huge night. He always does. He gets under my skin, that bloke. He, he, <laughs> he's, he's too good. He's too ice cool. He knows that he's got the strut and he thrives on people not liking him.
1: And more important, Scotty Hobson is coming. And he's, yeah. been, he's been in some really good form, which yeah. is very, very important for Melbourne United to uh, – winning this grand final.
0: Appreciate your time. Always like our chats. Thanks, mate.
1: Always a pleasure.
0: Good on you. There he is, Corey Homicide-Williams, NBL's finest commentator. Love the way he goes about it. He calls it how he sees it. He always has done. And he's now in love again with Andrew Bogut, which is brilliant. But that's Bogey going from player to uh, spectator as well. This is the Sporting Goss. We talk NBL a little later also. Trevor Gleeson's going to join us. This is the Sporting Goss on a Thursday.